It's all good. I told you okay, regardless. Today, this is strictly about Hunter x Hunter. Because yesterday we already went through some other anime stuff. But yeah, so today is dedicated to Hunter x Hunter. Because Lord knows the show is phenomenal. <laughs> I told you, bro. I was asleep. I was asleep. It's crazy because I've been putting off watching it for like two, three years. Like I had a lot of folks telling me, and I was just like, bro, I'm not about to watch it. Look lame, you know what I'm saying? Bro, my best friend, he put me on it. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll check it out. And when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, he had a fishing ride. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I want to watch this. And then I started watching, I was like, ooh, ooh. And then by the end of the first arc, it was, yeah, I was, I was hooked. I had to look up when it was made because it seemed, you know, I saw so many elements that I've seen in other anime, current mm. anime, and I was just like, I was just like, there's no way, I was like, there's no way this dude stole all these elements, and I looked, and I was like, hold on, this this came out in 99? That's what I'm this saying. This is just like a redraw? <laughs> and it, Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro, and it's like, still so good. <laughs> bro like there's several elements in there several drawings and stuff where i see like in current shows like one punch man amongst other ones yeah like naruto and stuff like that where they took the you know i'm not gonna say took the whole idea but pretty much <laughs> like the tuning exams is essentially the hundred exams yeah. um uh Karapika and his family the scarlet eyes is essentially the sharanga yeah. you feel me uh then you could say that Kiliwa in his situation with his big brother, the Dalumi, is just like Sasuke Dachi. with uh, Dachi. Uh, Dachi. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, and then of course the whole family slaughtered too for Karipika. So yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this nigga took a lot. And then Hisako, he reminded me so much of um, uh, Orochimaru on first time seeing him. I was like, wow. Yeah, right. so, yeah. The thing is, bro, he'll beat. He's just weird, but like, He's so nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I was reading a manga. Like, I hadn't read manga, dude, since, like, middle school. Maybe high school. Maybe, like, the beginning of high school. I watched... I, I started reading it the other day to, to see the stuff that isn't in uh, the anime yet. Uh, yeah, man. I didn't know he finally got his matchup with Carlo. Yeah, see, I did... I, I, um, I haven't read the, the manga yet. I remember hearing that they did fight, but I don't remember... Um, like seeing who won it yet. yeah he, he lost pretty handily to Carlo, but Carlo also like had prepared like you could tell he like super prepared like nigga had went and collected some more abilities yeah, particularly but, just to, to fight him so yeah. oh power but <laughs> yeah I mean but I don't know man it seemed rigged because right afterwards two of the main the key powers that helped him defeat dude like two of the nin abilities he, he copied were from two members of the troop who popped up out of nowhere right after the fight. It was in Heaven's Arena. Because mm. that's where Carlo had been working in the meantime so he could get the, you know, use of his name back and everything. Because, you know, he'd hired his soccer to go get the exorcist dude. Right. So, you know, they faced up. He, like, destroyed him. But right afterwards, like, Hisako, like, did his gum thing. But, like, somehow he rigged it to revive him. Because he, Carlo killed him. And, you know, the Nin is so much stronger when you come back from death. You know, if you manage to come back after dying. So... Yeah, now Hisako's like on a rampage to kill everybody in the Phantom Troop. He killed like two members on site. Oh. So, so it's just it's it's a whole lot going on. But all I know is, dude, the the Chimera Ant, um, that that might be the single greatest arc in anime wow. I have ever seen. 
it was so well done but the, the character development dude like uh, dude like i have ne- i have never felt that way about a, a who's supposed to be an antagonist or a villain. Oh. i have never felt that way bro really? i legitimately shed tears a great oh. villain, bro i i literally was so weak um at the end when you know oh yeah when he dies well they yeah, die bro and they were just together like she really is hanging on for him and like they really just checking in every five seconds like yo you still alive <laughs> like bro, yeah still here that, bro that, that depressed me but it was so powerful bro Maybe like i was <sighs> dude because he he i, I couldn't help I don't know, man. I have never. Uh, it's some movies that have struggled to do that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they made the made. Like I'd say probably the new Joker film did a good job of making making it sort of understandable why he was the way he was. And of course, seeing Heath Ledger and the stuff he was saying was pretty authentic. But like the way this dude went from when he came out, the man ripped his way out of the womb, killed his mom, killed his mom. then immediately ate, killed and ate two other ants. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was nothing. <laughs> man, he was cruel. He was a tyrant. But then, as soon as he meets this girl, this blind, super weak girl who has no other purpose in her own eyes except to play the game, and he can't be her. He starts like realizing more about life. And as he did, you know what I'm saying? As much as I hated his royal guards, they all started to grow too, sort of as humans. Yeah. So it became harder and harder to hate them, except for. Uh, P2. I, I was going to hate her regardless because how she did. I she, she was super cruel, man. Like, lobotomizing the old dude, uh, the, the, the guy who passed the hunter exams with everybody else. Yeah. Like, when she lobotomized him and everything, like, I was like, yeah, this good bitch is cruel. And then, like, when she uh, killed Kite and then, like, reanimated him, made him to a training dummy. But the rest of them, you know what I'm saying? It was hard to hate him. Shy Poof, it felt like he was a little bit, I don't know, he was a little bit suspect or whatever I'd say. He was definitely like. <laughs> Yeah, it was like he was in love with the the king. Like, you know, that, was, that was pretty weird. But besides that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, I, I was just... it did a good job, like, explaining it, though, in terms of, like, why, even why all the royal guard was like that and, like, why they have, like, their own mentalities of, you know, doing what they think is best to, you know, protect the king. Yeah. Their own way. Like, Tito, you know, sacrificing herself to you know, do that. Oof. Yeah, because... I met, I wanted to see because the way they were talking, Gon might have actually been able to kill the king in that form. Bro, I think I think Gon would have done work, bro. I I I, I, I went with him. I, I was trying to figure out when did he make the contract? Like when did he make the deal? I don't I don't know. Like I don't know if it was like right before the fight, right before the transformation. Like, cause I don't know if you have to like do a specific task or like make it work a certain way so I just remember he was saying you know he didn't care if he had the opportunity to ever use it again or, or live for that matter and like I remember Robin Hill was explaining like whenever you make a contract the more you know strict the contract the more powerful you become and like it really don't get more strict than that like going basically gave up his whole life he was going to go through immense pain and trauma until he died just for the yeah. one last fight. Which kind of makes Bro, like, me like if Netro did that, like I don't, I don't know. Dog, I just bro, like I knew he was serious, bro. I knew the nigga was serious, bro. 
when he sat there calmly and waited. He wouldn't even move his head to, you know, look at anybody else coming in. He would sense them. His senses were so sharp. I was like, I was like, uh, like this, this nigga here. He's like, he's not playing the games. Yeah, bro. And that's just the other thing. Like, Marion was just, he was just so tough. Like, especially once he started becoming, like, likable. I was like, dang, bro. Like, for you to be so goaded, I don't know. I hardly want you to go out like that. And definitely not towards the end. But, like, the fact that Netero had to die for this, I was like, yeah, nah, he got to go, bro. Because <laughs> Netero was so goaded, too. Uh, he is, bro, but he forced the issue, too. Because, he did. Uh, you know, yeah. hold on, you, you, bro, let me. This dude, like, <sighs> he forced the issue. Because dude said, I shall not fight you. He refused to fight back. You know what I'm saying? For, like, a good, strong minute, man. Saying he just kept attacking until finally he was like, What can I do to make this nigga fight me back? And then he was like, Oh, you know, let's bring up his name since he doesn't know his name. And I wonder why Netero even like had that mentality of I have to just fight him and kill him. But I think it's just I wonder if it's because he knew that Miriam was like more powerful than him and like maybe he just didn't feel okay with having someone so powerful stay alive. because literally, who could check him? Like, nobody could check him. Yeah. Okay. Shaq just hit me up. He'll be in later. He might be drunk, so I might not allow it. But <laughs> depending on his state of mind, you know, we'll see. But we're going to start from the top. This is, since this is strictly Hunter Hunter, we can start with the Hunter exam arc, man. All right, everybody. This is a One Punch uh, Sports Podcast. Y'all know we love anime. We love sports, but there are no sports essentially right now. So we're talking anime. Today's focus, this is a special episode. We went ahead and did this one strictly to talk Hunter Hunter. Because as we all know now, Nico was late to the party on the show. <laughs> I don't know why I should have been on it. And I just caught up with everybody else finishing the Khmer Ant uh, arc. And now we got another special guest in on here today. Yeah, Our boy James, the Howard graduate, the Cali boy. Good, what's good? So we are in here to talk Hunter Hunter. He's another Hunter Hunter uh, expert, if you will. And so we're starting from the top today. We're going to talk Hunter Exam all the way through the friggin' um, Khmer Ant uh, arc. So start with the Hunter Exam arc, man. What pulled you into the show? You know, who are your favorite characters? And we'll work our way through each arc. Um, definitely. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to be cliche and, you know, start with the Hunter arc. Um, my favorite character definitely I'd be, you know, going in Kilua. Um, I think... I loved uh, both of their mentalities. They're both like slightly different, but they both had that, you know, I, I can do anything type of mentality. Um, and, you know, later on we discover why Kilua was, would be scared of certain situations and he wouldn't, you know, continue trying or he would try to escape. Um, but I love that, you know, Gon was, you know, the epitome of just bravery. Like, even if it was foolish, you know, he, he wanted to smoke, he wanted to give it his all. And um, it was beautiful to see, you know, two people uh, make a an uncanny friendship that you probably wouldn't have expected uh, off rip. So it was beautiful to see Kilua gain a friend and, you know, just see that whole dynamic come into play. But also, just they both are just dope. Like, they both were way better than everybody else. Like, they're, they're just prodigies, you know. So that was definitely something dope as well. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that, dude. Because I don't know, man. Like, I was I was kind of drawn to kill off top because he looked like an albino kid or something. You know what I mean? 
And then, like you said, they were both like obviously the two youngest there, but like their skills were like already like top level. You feel me? Way above everybody else. And then it was awesome how they immediately formed into a group that you know has become like their their permanent friend group. If you you know yeah. they make Karipika, uh, Car- however you want to pronounce that man. Uh, they make Karipika there, and um, what's his name? The the doctor dude. Um, he wants to go to med school. Leorio. Leorio. Leorio, yeah. yeah. I, I do beg that, Leorio. I beg with him like later on, but at first I... <laughs> yeah, I thought he was an old dude too who was cocky or something, you know what I mean? But like he's super, he's got a lot of humility. Yeah. He's pretty uh, charismatic in general. Does a good job keeping everybody else calm. He's a good friend, but, which I like as well. Yeah, it's very important. Um, We're huge on friendship over here. And... Seeing them and Karipika like start their bond and like help each other get their way through each challenge was awesome. And if you haven't, if you've seen Naruto before you've seen Hunter Hunter anybody, or if you watch them in close conjunction, it'll remind you of the tuning exams. Except it was like on, it was like the tuning exams, except way tougher. <laughs> way tougher. Because like the first, when they started with the dude doing that weird run, you know, I'm talking about a uh, phase two, but like, get to phase two. Like I, was like, I was like, oh yeah, this is different. I was like, this is different, different here. And, you know, people were struggling and falling out in the tunnels and everything, and they just refused to leave behind Le- uh, Leorio. I was just like, okay. One of my favorite parts about that was Kibo literally had a skateboard. <laughs> and he saw going running, and he was like, all right, bet. <laughs> Pick up his skateboard, like, you ain't better than me, cuz, but like. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he was like, I guess I'll run for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I love that energy. I, I think the um, creator did a good job of like, you know, showcasing like the different um, personalities of each of the characters. Um, and I also like how, you know, Leorio, who's not, you know, the most intense fighter, um, they show, you know, just his ability of, you know, his knowledge and, you know, coming from, you know, a kind of tough background and losing a friend to wanting to become a doctor because of his experiences, you know. And it's not the the standard um, for the majority of the other characters in the show. Um, but we saw how Leoria was still able to contribute. Um, so I think that that was, you know, a dope aspect as well. Yeah, I agree. And also, I loved how broad the term hunter is. There's, there's literally like a million different types of hunters. Yeah. So just because you, if you manage to get the license, that doesn't mean anything because there's so many, it's such a broad scope, you know what I'm saying? So anything you want to do, you can be a pro at being a hunter. And I enjoyed that. And then like each challenge was just, you know, it was challenging in a different way. Mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoy seeing these characters get impressed. And in particular, I enjoyed their interactions with other people taking it as well. You know what I'm saying? Like Hisako seeing him decide that going and kill you with both where, you know, a little bit weird, you know what I'm saying? He was like yeah. turning them on because they had potential. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was again, it was like seeing a Rochimaru, except you know, implanted in here, except way more vulgar. Yeah. So it couldn't help but like it. And I don't know, man. This, the, the Hunter arc did a great job giving a backstory of the whole show, in my opinion. Because uh, you know, after they got their licenses, it was like, what's next? And the craziest part, Killua didn't get his. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how? This nigga's way stronger than everybody else. Everybody else. Uh, and that, that bothered me at first, bro. I was hurt because I was like, bro, he's stronger than Leorio. It, it bothered me too, bro. But at the same time, I was like, literally, I know 
Kilua, if he wants to take the hunter exam again, he can. And because he's going to be so much stronger now and he knows what's to come, he's definitely going to get the, on the next try. Yeah, and then I enjoyed the uh, Nitero when they got with him and they had the whole uh, take the ball take from the ball. me and I'll let you pass right now. I enjoyed that because, you know, it showed their determination. It also showed that out the two of them, the dynamic between Kilua and Don, it actually changes over time. We'll get into that in later arcs, but clearly, you know, Kilua was the more level-headed at the time, you know what I'm saying, and the, the realist, and Gon was the, the super, uh, similar to Super Neo, I guess you could yeah. say. <laughs> he was the guy who's going to try to do everything and knock everything out, and Kilua was just like, we're not going to win this one, bro. Yeah, bro. Cut losses. No way. <laughs> we're not fast enough. We're not strong enough. Uh, but I think it also showed, too, how great of a team that they were when they worked together. Like, they worked really, really well together. And also, like, Kilua's ability to, like, make claims. Like, Kilua's IQ is also crazy off the charts, you know? And obviously, mm-hmm. just that from his family just coming from assets and kind of how they have to think about their family. But that was uh, something that was dope to see as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just... Uh... The hunter, the, the hunter exam arc was just awesome. That's it's one of the very few times I feel like in anime everything is so clearly explained from the beginning yeah. that you don't have any, you know, any any trouble. Now, when I went back and read the manga the other day, the beginning of the manga, there is a scene that is isn't shown to the Chimera Ant arc regarding Kite uh, that in the manga is before the the hunter exam arc. That whole scene with uh, him getting saved by Kite at a young age. Uh-huh. That's that's shown in the manga before they even show the uh, the hunter exam mark. Mm. Like he was the reason that he became a hunter mm. because he saw that uh, his dad had trained him. You know, he found out his dad had trained him, and he was looking for his dad after his dad had already trained him. So that inspired him, and he got saved by him. So that inspired him to, um, you know, uh, go after the hunter exam. Okay. So it was a little bit. It was not a little bit. It was a lot out of place in the manga because. I mean, in the anime, because it made it seem like Kite was essentially some random dude. They just gave him a, a backstory to make him relevant, you know, in that arc and see why Gon was taking it so seriously. But by putting it in the beginning, like they had in the manga, it would have made a lot more sense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But regardless, the, the Hunter Exam arc drew me in, dude, because you got a higher tolerance for starting an anime out than me, because you'll give it a full season, man. I yeah. give it about a seven or eight episode run. I, 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 honestly, bro, I've only made that that new rule really after Hunter Hunter, and before the first season, I was already into it, and I was like, all right, this is this is cool, this is interesting. But like after the season ended, and like I started watching the second season, I was like, oh, nah, this is actually like really good. Uh, and so like I, that's what I'm trying to like you know maybe give you know a season of build up to kind of learn the characters and everything, and then you know see where they go from that, and how they build from that. Cause it might get a lot better, um, but I, I don't know. Hunter Hunter is definitely one of my favorite anime, so like I don't try and compare anything to it, cause it's gonna be I'll be disappointed and very underwhelmed. But uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I try. I try to go everything now with a, a fresh uh, mind, because like I tell you, man, I was I was upset. I was so upset with myself after I realized how good Hunter Hunter was, dude. Like I was like, did I really rob myself of? Join this show for this many years you know i didn't even know the anime had been around since 2011 
Bro, I didn't either. Like, like literally, I only started watching it um, about six months ago. And like I said, it was one of my best friends who put me on. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad he did, and I'm glad I finally listened, because he was telling me about it, you know, for at least a couple months before I actually decided to look, because it was before I grabbed uh, he just telling me about it, and I was like, mm, you know, I'll check it out, I'll check it out, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to finish out some other anime, some other shows. And then, you know, during uh, the summer, I was finally able, I had some time. Uh, and yeah, don't regret it at all. Great decision. Man, Vani been telling me for like literally over a year. But I kept saying, I was like, dude, that show does not look good. I'm not about wasting my time on this show. He kept telling me, he's like, bro, you're really sleeping on one of the, the goats out here. I was just like, dude, I'm not about to put no time in on this show. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. Like, and that's the thing, bro. Like, I, I really, I really think it's, it's definitely on the same level, if not better than Naruto. I think if I it think had, it's better. If it had more seasons, if it had more footage, it definitely would be better than Naruto, in my opinion. Just because I, I like the characters way more. Uh, like I love the the action. I love kind of how they go about things. And I also think it's a lot less filler that they have. You know, a lot of those. Uh, oh yeah. Way more filler episodes and whatnot. But Hunter Hunter is like so well paced. Um, like there weren't any episodes where I was like, damn, all right, that, I just wasted thirty minutes of my time. Like. Yeah, that is a big recurring theme in the show. Like, everything matters in there. All the dialogue yeah. is important in some way. And I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, I think it's better than Naruto, though. I mean, Naruto is literally nothing but filler. feels like sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to, like, just get episodes of money. But Hunter Hunter. And Hunter Hunter has such good character development. That's yeah. the biggest thing. For character me. We see these characters literally nothing like they were when we initially met them. Yeah. And so... Um, well, so with that being said, we'll move to the Zaldic family arc. I thought that was important because we got to see the background of Killua and why he is the way he is. Dude coming from a, a very successful, very famous line of assassins, family hey, of assassins. That boy got money. <laughs> boy, hey, got strength. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way you got to get in. Of course. What is it? It's like six. It's like six sets of doors or something, isn't it? But you got to be able to essentially push like fourteen tons yeah. or sixteen tons to get in there. And the fact that they even Man. trained to be able to open those doors is still beyond me. Man, and, and then you know I appreciated uh, Karipika and uh, Leorio going like the, the, the friendship, the bond was so strong between between all of them for real. They all went to to go rescue Kill You because yeah. they knew he left because. His brother, you know, had manipulated the thing in his, uh, the needle in his mind. Yeah. Or whatever. Now, still actually crazy. His brother, like, faked it like he was actually somebody else in the exam anyway. Yeah, Illumi is a whole nother topic, too, bro. Because he, <laughs> he's an interesting character. Definitely one of the, you know, strongest ones in the show. Um, that we see that. But he's also, like, he's thick, bro. He a savage. And he does not care at all like, they say um they say he's married to uh Hisoka in uh one of the very last arcs I want to say the there's a this a family succession arc that's currently going on slash dark continent expedition arc and like um yeah he's supposed to be married to Hisoka or something like that alright that fits the, the weird deal yeah definitely. their whole dynamic in terms of how they interact and how they be threatened 
Illumi be threatening him, but yeah, that, that is a weird dynamic. But it does fit the build. It does it fits the build certainly for how they interact. Ugh. So I'm not, I'm not even mad. But like that's um, I, I will say like it's not the it's not the same brotherly love that you get with like Itachi and Sasuke. You know, like yeah, Itachi slaughtered his family and everything, but like a lot of what he did was still with his brother in mind, wanting the best for him. Whereas with Lumi, I don't really know if that's the case. Like, I know he wanted to keep his brother alive, but, like, I think it's more so for his own personal reason. Because when the opportunity came for him to try and kill his brother, he definitely put it out. So. Yeah, that's true. And it was awesome, too, just because you got to see his grandfather. Like, it was, yeah. he knew something was up because when he got, when, when it panned, when the camera first panned in during that arc, um, you see him being tortured by his fat brother, yeah. you know, the, the computer hacker. And But he wasn't affected. And then as soon as they mentioned hurting his friend, you know, he immediately breaks one chain and threatens him. So that's when I was like, okay, this dude fights for his friends. Okay, I'm here for it. And the fact they went through so much, even with the butlers, to even get right. to see this dude. And they were, I, was like, no this is, this, I was like, this is the purest friendship. Oh yeah, you talking about the assistant yeah. butler or butler in training? That is his little girlfriend, ain't it? <laughs> Shouts for black. having uh, somebody black in <laughs> I anime. The black character that was there. Yeah, I needed that, and the Exorcist dude was black too. Yeah, it was a couple. I mean, there's more than almost any other anime, so I was all for it, man. That made me that that made my soul smile. Um, but that arc was just important in the development of Killua's character, and now we understood why he was acting, why he'd acted the way they did. They removed that yeah. needle, and you know what I'm saying he was scared of his dad, but his dad was like cool with him going and traveling yeah, abroad. Really like, you know I definitely thought his dad would be more like how Illumi acted, but honestly, his dad was like pretty understanding. Um, I, I mean, I think you know his dad even spoke about the fact that you know he knows that eventually Killua is going to return to the family. Um, but just understanding the, you know, the nature of having a friend and, you know, it's like, make sure if you're going to have a friend, you don't ever betray him. You don't never, you know, leave him out. out. I was like, that's some real shit. Like, man. Yeah. And they made yeah. him do the blood oath on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't ever betray. I was just All like, right, okay. Pop. I was like, okay, Pops. <laughs> I was like, I got mad respect because I thought he was going to be tripping. He was trying to lead too because they clearly want him to stay in the family business. And even after he left, he told his wife, like, he's his audit. He'll be back. But, you know, Kelly was reiterated over and over. He has zero interest right yeah. now. You know, he has no interest in trying to be in the family business. You know, so that was that was pretty awesome to see. Just the development. We got to get that background of him, background of his family, a little more insight on the loony, plus the, the big older brother. And then he had the two younger siblings. Now, they didn't really focus on the other one, Aluka, which she she's a big yeah. part of later on. You know, obviously getting healed, uh, getting going healed. But, um... That was just cool to see. And then it's crazy, too, because his other little brother, you know, joins the Phantom Troop. And with that being said, um, we'll move into the Heavens Arena arc, which was pretty important in their development of their fighting abilities. Because they had the natural talent, the raw talent, but they didn't know how to use yeah. Nin until they got there. I mean, you, I was going to say, uh, my bad, I'm sorry, I wasn't really clear. You can go ahead and... Uh, if you want to give the folks the, the quick storyline of uh, what the Heavens Arena arc was about, you can go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, you know, the Heavens Arena is, you know, it's a, a, a huge building where it's like a fighting tournament. And, like, every floor of the building is, like, a different level of the tournament. And basically, the higher you are, 
um, the more challenging the fights are, but also the more money you're getting paid. Um, there's tiers as well to, to the floors. So, you know, certain tiers are going to get treated better and have, um, you know, better rewards and incentives, et cetera, than others. You know, so some people, they literally live in the, this arena and, you know, their their whole method of income and, you know, where they stay with their hotel and everything, all is in Heaven's Arena. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a, a huge resort that centers around fighting. Um, and it's honestly, it's really cool. Um, dangerous as hell, but <laughs> if you're strong, you know, yeah. it's, it's really cool. And it's definitely great for training. Uh, Provided you don't do too many death matches, because yeah. it's going to take, all you got to do is run into yeah, the wrong one person. One wrong move and you will be asked out. But but it's, it's money to be yeah. made. That's <laughs> the main thing. They were looking to train and, and accumulate money because they that's when they found yeah. uh, the Greed Island. I mean, they found the Greed Island game before Heaven's Arena, right? Because they went to Heaven's Arena to uh, earn enough money to go there, or am I mixing it up? Um, to get the money, to get the money. So they had the game. Okay. 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 Yeah. So that was the real reason, but it just became a training thing, and then they ran, ran into uh, what's the kid's Man, name? What's that boy? Um, Zushi. Zushi. Yeah, Zushi. Who got beat? Got the brakes beat <laughs> but he off. Was real boy, going, man. He, he was a real boy. He was real. Because yeah, yeah, going to Kilo, going to Kilo definitely prodigies. Like by the time that you know they're older, they're definitely going to be you know goaded. You know the top two strongest people in the anime. Uh, whereas you know Zushi, he was hanging with them. Like he was every time Kilo would knock him down, he was getting back up. You know his will was incredibly strong. Um, it was worth noting. So I felt bad for him because you know when they were training everything with uh what was their teacher name like Wing? Uh, yeah, and then yeah, 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 Wing because he always yeah. had that uh, shirt on top. You know what I'm saying? Like how we used yeah. to wear it back in when they were school. training with him. You know, Zushi would always be like a little slower than the rest. Yeah, you know he'd be feeling a little bad, but it's like nah, bro, you still way ahead of everybody else. It's just them two are just on a, a different level. These niggas. Is... I remember uh, Wing said something Neil. about like. You know, like Zushi was like, you know, he's like a one in a hundred or one in a thousand type of student. And then he was just saying that going to Killer, they're like one in, you know, a hundred thousand, one in a million type of kids where, you know, they're just different. They're <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but this was um, this was a definitely a, a real fun art um, to see, um, see how they learn more about Nin, um, how they used it even still it was very premature they still didn't really know um all of what they could do with it but um it was still an interesting take to see how they acted how they fought how easily they fought to you know i think it also put in perspective how powerful you know both of these kids are you know because at the end of the day these are kids that are you know battling you know real fighters fighters who really do this as their you know way of life um and a lot of times mm-hmm. they were doing it with ease. Like they climbed, they climbed like the first hundred floors, like easy as hell. Um, it wasn't like the they like also, the, the top ten or something like that. When you know they, they uh, yeah, like one hundred and ninety third through one ninety nine. I think they stopped at one ninety nine. I don't think they made it to two hundred. Yeah, that was super easy for them. It was and just that, because they ran to so they ran in. 
Yep. I was gonna say uh, he's so good. You knew he was waiting to, to see gone anyway. Yeah, they murderous. <laughs> that murderous vibe, that energy. Man, he'd be putting out the worst score out of anybody. And it's funny because it's so uh well it's so casual for him. It's like he just got this angry, angry will of just killing people. Yeah, but I mean, we got to see uh, another member of the troop during that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the yeah. healer girl. And then we got to learn more about his Soka's ability yeah. with the gum, with the, what do you Bunch- call it? Bunch- Sticky gum, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what, it, was, that's the, it. what was the healer girl's and name? So that was just. Uh, I do not remember. I can pull it up. Hold on, let me pull up the, pull up the family. Yeah, that was important because we got to see how he healed himself. Well, how he could pretend he was fully healed right. even oh, when he Machi. wasn't. That's her name, Machi. Let's see. Yeah, Machi. She's the uh, she's the person he's closest yeah. to in the entire uh, Phantom Troop. And Machi's tough too. So, yeah, yeah, I, I guess we'll truth. talk about her when we get to the next arc. But and uh, that that's crazy too because Phantom Troop. That's yeah. the equivalent of the Kotsky. And honestly, I, I think uh, I like the Phantom Troop more just because I think uh, I like how the characters are and how they interact. Um, I think they're more, I don't know, they're more unique. Uh, and you get to you get to know more about their, their character and kind of just how they talk, how they like vibe with each other. You know, people definitely have their, their favorites, you know, some definitely fight with each other more than others. Um, but yeah, it was yeah. They got better dynamics and they're better developed yeah. too than Akatsuki. Like you don't really care. The only characters in Akatsuki, in my opinion, who you end up actually caring anything about, obviously Tachi, and you'd say pain. based off background, Pain and Conan, and then maybe well, I guess Toby, yeah. but he was never a real member technically. So I'd say besides that, maybe Zet, uh, not Zet too. Uh, <laughs> maybe um. The, what the the monster of the hidden mist uh, mm. Kasame maybe Kasame because you know you found out his background yeah. in terms of killing everybody off to protect the mission and stuff so but everybody in this group is pretty interesting and it's like they don't do it for fun yeah. they always do it for money there are, there's a purpose even when and it's I like slotted the, uh, I also so. like the hierarchy that they have set and kind of you know the rules that they have about how they go about things too Okay, well, if we're going to get into that, let's go ahead and move into the next arc. Because at the end of the Hunter Examination arc, the four friends of Leorio, Karipika, Kiliwa, and Gon agreed they would meet up in four months in York, New City, which is obviously yeah. a plan <laughs> on New York City. <laughs> um, everybody hoping to be stronger by then, which they were, except for... I want to say, except for Leorio, he hadn't gotten a nin yet because he said he wouldn't start learning it until he passed the medical uh, right. test to get into med school. So I want to say everybody else was already uh, trained. But yeah, so when we get into the York New City, that's where the spotlight shifts. And that was another thing I loved about this show. Yes, we had the, the main, we know the main protagonist is supposed to be gone and his fans to his group, but they keep moving around the the, the perspective that right. you know we're going to watch from. And so that arc was focused really solely yeah. on Kripika. And it was uh, it was cool because, you know, it gave us more background about, you know, 
what Karabika was like going through. Um, then we got to see, you know, what what kind of he has been doing, you know, um, you know, find out, you know, now he's a bodyguard um, for what family? It was like the he's like a tycoon, but his daughter was like a, a flesh collector. But he was like a a mafia dude. Uh, let me look up. Uh, talking about the first dude yeah, he got hired for? Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, his his name. Oh, Light. It was like Light Nostrade? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's something like that. It's something like that. The whole storyline is just fire, yeah. bro. It's yeah. original. But just like the, the process that Karabika had to go through to become, you know, a bodyguard. And, you know, I, I love it because... Robbie was with the shits. Like he wanted smoke. Like the Oh man. He he wasn't he wasn't ducking no rent from no bro, man. I, I would say one of the <laughs> hardest flexes I've seen in anime um is when Karabika literally brought a shovel to the fight with um Ufogin because he knew he was about to kill that man. <laughs> and he had the shovel ready to dig his grave. <laughs> I was like, top. but it, it really showed how powerful he was, bro. And the thing is, Evoki wasn't like he—he he was like one of the. I, I would say he is one of the weaker of the Phantom Troop, but like that doesn't mean he was weak in, by any standard. Like he was one of the strong. He he was the strongest physically, uh, where his body could literally just go through anything. He could like break anything, fight anything. Um, one of the you know strongest physical fighters that we even saw in the show um and it was cool to see how you know Karapika really thought really heavily about the strategy of how he would use his nin and the specific abilities that he would have set so that he could use them purely for you know the purpose of the phantom truth and you know killing them and you know redeeming his family you know so it, it, was, it was definitely dope to, to see that aspect and, you know, just see all the moving pieces that took place for that, you know, him working into that auction and everything, and then us meeting more of the Phantom Troop. And honestly, I kind of like the Phantom Troop too, you know, they're a, they're a fun group, uh, just a peep, um, like we talked about just how they interact and everything, but like, I think... What the show does so well is it makes a lot of characters likable. Um, it makes them more real to an extent. You know, you kind of see like the flaws in Absolutely. everybody. You see, you know, people's shining moments as well. But it kind of humanizes the characters. Um, it makes it easier to relate to them. Um, so. Yeah, and then um, I forgot too. Like I'm reading right now, they also, you know, Gon returned home and brought Kilia. So Kilia got to see what an actual, yeah, functional family was like. That was huge for him and his development, his relationship with Gon, it strengthened even more because it was like, ah, oh, so this is why Gon is such a lovable guy. Whoop de whoop. And then you know, of course, like we we're saying, Kripika, um, you know, to get his first job, he was at the Flesh Collector's Mansion yeah. where there was a setup trying to see if they could survive and everything. He did it. And dude, Kripika got the coldest, the coldest in, yeah, man, bro. with the, the five chains, one yeah, per finger. That shit looks something Then, bruh, I might have to rewatch yeah. that tonight, man. That, that was a little a bit more of that. Fight, honestly, in the great breakdown of like his skill set. 
but and honestly when i first saw that i was like oh wow so robbie guy's like way stronger than every everybody else like he's way stronger than golden kittle i didn't know that clearly that's not the case but you know the way he set his men up with that contract it was literally the perfect ability so that he could fight the phantom mm-hmm. troop because obviously he can use um those same right. abilities on other people you know if they aren't members of the troop then he can't he doesn't have that same power um so you know that that's just something worth noting i think that's that makes another thing that makes the show unique in terms of how they use men yeah I, I agree and then like you know what i'm saying progressing in this arc everything started with the underground auction because going and kill had already met up with leo and Karipika and Karipika told him he was basically here, you know, right. looking for the Phantom Troop. That's the only reason he agreed to work for the Flesh Collector. Find whoever was taken, who had taken and slaughtered his family and taken the Scarlet Eyes. Found out it was them. He knew they would be there because they're thieves, mm-hmm. you know, first and foremost. They steal the most valuable stuff and sell it. So, and then of course it panned out, you know, we got to see the Phantom Troop with the leader, who I gotta give him clever little plan words. It took me a minute to realize it, but Kralo Lucifer. Lucifer, you know, if he knows yeah. all his crosses are upside down. So, you know, and of course, you know, they've always said that the devil writes in the black book. Like old legends have said that. That's why all the old films, like I don't know if you're in like horror movies, but like the movie uh The Witch, the devil Oh yeah, well if you've seen it then you know the devil writes her name in a little black book at the end after recruiting her to be a witch, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's actually awesome how they framed him like that. It took me a minute to realize that, but I was like, yeah, okay. We're getting somewhere. And the stuff started with the underground auction that night, but it was crazy because the flesh collector who Karipika was working for, his daughter was the fortune teller. And she predicted that they were going to get robbed that night. So they didn't have everything there. And so it just went from there, you know what I'm saying? And then you had to learn about the Ten Dons who had actually hired the Zoldic family, and that's when I, I tweeted out as soon as I was got to that point, I was like, the Zoldic family stay with Bro, the Zoldic, don't that's, That was the, the crazy thing, too. <laughs> because, well, one, they also hot, uh, you know, we saw that um, Kilua's other, what? What is what is Kaluto? Is that is that his sister or his brother? I don't know if that's a boy. Okay. That's his brother. Okay. That's his so, brother. So, you know, she, um, or he joined the Phantom Troop as well. You know, so he worked with the Lumi because, you know, the Phantom Troop hired the Zoldic family to take out the Mafia heads as well. So, you know, I, I love I love it because <laughs> it's so funny and ironic. Um, and it's literally just whoever finished the job first. Um, Ex- yeah, exactly. Whoever gets there is done first. And literally, as soon as clip. you know. Uh, the mafia members were killed and you know possessed you know with um Illumi's needles and his power you know then you know um the Zodics you know his dad and uh Kilo's dad and Gramps they're like oh all right well no point of fighting you anymore <laughs> and yeah and it was crazy because that was fight was actually fight. mad hype between and I was uh, like oh yeah they, they about to put that word they might they might kill him the Phantom True about to go down and then literally he just stopped. But it was funny too because you know Crowley was even saying at the end he's like, "Yeah, you knew all I, I had y'all though. Like I was working y'all." And it, it uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, he was the, like, "Who?" Grandpa, you know, he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you, you all right?" And so it made Crowley laugh. Just like, "Yeah, I know, I know, I was giving work." <laughs> 
yeah, it was, it, I, yeah, you, you love to see the, the mutual respect there because it was crazy because the fight was mad hype, but you could tell Carlo wasn't yeah. even on the offensive. They weren't giving him the chance to be, but he also wasn't yeah. really trying either. And so, and, and then you got to see just how cold the grandfather was because how quick yeah. he figured out his ability. He literally how it broke him down. And so I was, just saw the wisdom that he had. Zeno, Zeno gold, sold it. But yeah. And then Zeno was willing yeah, to sacrifice like, his okay, life okay. too to make sure the kill happened. Make sure you kill him. You know, and it's just all for the job because that's just the business they're in. You know, so like. I, I I respect that. I, I respect you know both of them and the Zodiac family just because I think they're both really dope. And like I love their uh, their moral code about how they ride for what they do, and how the um, as we found out later. But Zeno's always had the mindset: I don't kill anybody. I'm not paid to. I don't do this for fun. Like this isn't a fun thing. For right. Me. This is strictly a money thing. And um, they were just literally in the middle of about to take out Crawlo. And then uh, son, other son, and Lumi gives him a call. Hey, um, I just killed the Ten Dons. They're the ones who contracted you, so you no longer have to fulfill the kill. They're no and longer. immediately that like, just, oh, okay, let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Midavilla just, oh, okay. <laughs> so. And then after that, we got to see, um, one, how conniving Hisako is, and what he'll he'll do whatever it yeah. takes to get a strong fight out of anybody. You know, so there was that, and then um, we also got to see just how much Karipika and Gon and Kill you how how strong their bond was between them. Because after Karipika successfully killed off one of the Phantom Troop, they realized just how strong he was, and you know, Crawlo being cold as he was, managed to steal the ability yeah. to tell the future. And he figured out that, you know what I'm saying, that uh, Karipika was supposed to kill, you know, most of them, over half of this, the spider. And like you said, I, I love the, how the spider operated. Even if the head is gone, the yeah. body should still be able to operate. Because, the, you know, the, the head isn't that important. As long as the organization, you know, survives and exists, despite any losses. So I love that. And then it was just a matter of, the, you know, the whole hostage yeah. situation. That was awesome. It just it developed Karipika a whole lot for us, and it showed us just how much friendship meant to the group in general. Nah, you know I, I mean, definitely loved it. Like, I, um, truly special. I love the aspect of how the org works in terms of, like you said, you know, the head isn't you know more important than any other member, um, and because like I feel like the whole troop believed that wholeheartedly. Like that's how they operated. They operated, you know, in a way to you know make sure that the org was still going to be able to function, and we saw that even when um, what's the name like. What's that woman uh, who could make make you tell the truth? Like Paku, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Like Paku, Paku Noda or something like that. Uh, yeah, I know yeah, who you're talking about with nose, the big nose and the gun. <laughs> but uh, you know how yeah, she was, yeah. you know, just ready to, you know, sacrifice herself in any regard because she she felt, you know, there were other members that are more important. She was more replaceable, which 100% right about. She definitely was more replaceable. You know, <laughs> you know, just telling you know the troop like, yo, y'all gotta trust me, like, you know, y'all gotta do this. You know, obviously the troop like, they're not, they're not able to be like friends, quote unquote friends, but they do have branches with one another. So, you know, it was hard for them to just let a member die. Um, it was nice seeing that aspect. Uh, the ho- the hostage situation was dope too, because I was generally was like, you know, going to kill, they gonna be fine, bro. Like we just saw, we just saw how they dope actually were. Are. Like they ain't about to get caught. 
but then you saw how really dope the Phantom Troop was too. You know, um, they wanted to recruit him, didn't they? At first, and then they wasn't fucking. They they they, they tried to recruit him twice. I want to say, um, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like they tried to recruit him initially. Then when they called him the second time, they thought a couple of the members thought they were there to join. I don't remember that part. Okay, man, I'm, I know I'm not tripping. Like, because they got caught the first time, and right. they like, all make great members. Then the second time they got caught, the the, the dude with the, the yeah, samurai no, dude with I the sword, that. he thought that he, you know, come to join. Oh, yeah, he was trying to force him. <laughs> like, y'all got to join or we're going to kill you. <laughs> but I, I like that energy. Uh, but then I think the other thing that was really dope was, it was, just, it was it like was you great. said, the whole... Um, the plan that they had set up to basically get free, um, you know, and how like they had to, you know, get all the lights off and how they, you know, timed everything perfectly to the second. Um, like it, it was just really well done. Like it, 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 it lived up to all the hype that it was supposed to. Yeah, I agree with you there. Oh my goodness, that really just wasted my battle mode playing something um <clears throat> so that all led you know what i'm saying to the eventual hostage exchange in which karipika put the the special chain in their hearts you know if they didn't obey what he the, the rules he gave them oh girl knew she was expendable so she went ahead yep. and took the l now so everybody else could understand what was going on with the boss the boss went ahead and uh, moved on and that's when we move into the greed island arc i don't want to spend much time on that arc because it really didn't make <laughs> sense to me to be honest the only good thing that came out of it was meeting Kyle. Oh, no, 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 no. Because we got Biscuit, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Biscuit was important in the training got, multiple got times. So, yeah. Gone, like, strong enough where they could actually be ready for the next arc. Because otherwise, they would have got wiped out by the Camarians immediately. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, you guys, we're not going to dwell on that one because the big one we've been waiting to get to is coming up now. Essentially, Greed Island Arc was a video game that was real life. You know what I'm saying? They didn't right. know it took place on a real island, but it did. And the, the point of the game was like to collect all these cards or whatever. They were trying to do it for the money from a billionaire, but eventually that fell through. They still won though and took home each pocket of like one yeah. billion Jenny. So it was still a big dub. But I mean, the, the main thing you get from that arc is two things. The main one, like he said, they got trained, yeah. super trained. They actually started to understand what they're doing. It was crazy because she was the master of the guy who started teaching them then yep. in the Heaven's Arena arc. And then uh, <clears throat> you got uh, at the end, you know, Gon's dad had already been there. Gene, he'd already been there. And so he left a, he left an option for him to come meet him or to meet the other guy. The other guy turned out to be his prodigy and his uh, student, Kite. And Kite would come back in handy, and now we can move into the one arc everybody wants to talk about, including us, the Khmer Ant arc. Because, Lord, you know, that, that arc made me think in real life, bro, like, we know how dominant ants are, and there's more ants than anything else in the world by Wide Martin. Imagine if they were even half of human oh, We wouldn't size, be able to bro. do nothing, bro. <laughs> Just how strong they are, we wouldn't be able to do nothing. And I, I think it was, it was dope, uh, a dope take on evolution as well. Um, just the the science and the science fiction of it, um, just how you know how the genetics and the evolution took place uh, from each level of the Khmer ants with what they ate 
and how they became stronger. And also we saw how they became more human um, with each generation as well. But, you know, moved on mm-hmm. from animals. They started turning like, into, you know, the, the, part ant, part animal mixes. And, you know, then they started eating, you know, people and then users. And they became, you know, more people-esque, you know, as you saw. So that piece was definitely uh, fun to see with that whole development. Yeah, man, it was just, um, okay, here comes, here comes, uh, let me see, let me copy one. Here right. comes Shakir. So hold on one second, y'all. We got another incoming. Let me get this out here. Dude, this arc is the greatest, I don't care, man, what nobody talking about, it's the greatest arc in anime. I'm not even opposed I'll to be the controversial one, I don't care. Like, dude, this art, I have, there has not been a single anime, there's barely been any films that have ever brought tears to my eyes. Uh, there have been two films my entire life that brought a tear to my eye. Okay, those are... It was 60 episodes? Let's see yeah. here. Okay, we got Titanic, and we got, um, we got Titanic, and then we got, um, uh, Argo. Those are the only two films. All right. Somehow, this anime had Nico in the in the room crying, bro. Crying, bro. I'm not talking about a, a shed tear or something. I'm talking real deal boo-hoos, man. I was hurt, bro. I had never seen characters develop like that in a cartoon, When, when they bro. first brought out Kogi, bro, I was like, why do they have this basic snotty brat, this blind shorty who's just here? Like, she yeah. can barely walk on her own. Like, I do not care about this person. And then we find out how smart she was and how she really was the GOAT at the game. Um, what was it? She was determined to kill herself if she even yeah. lost. And she was like, if I lose, if I'm not the best, then literally I have no purpose of living. And I was like, dang, that's kind of harsh. But like, I kind of felt her though, because literally it's not like she came from money or nothing. She ain't have people who just like cared about her. So she didn't really have much else to live for but this game. And literally that's all her, that's literally how her mind completely functioned. Her mind functioned within that game. And it wasn't until she met the king where she was able to start thinking differently. And she was the only one okay, let's, let's, she was um, the only human who like saw the king in the same in, in that light. Like nobody else really was able to humanize him um, but her. At least until it was too late, you know. Let's back it up and give them context because we way we jumped way ahead. Let's start from the top. 